everyone, welcome to another episode of Chuchigatari. That's not called that anymore, I forgot. Well, <laughs> whatever, you know Oops. how it is. Unlimited Railworks, video game Chuchu's anime podcast. I'm your host, Rose. It is the week of July 6th as of recording. Uh, if you're listening to this not on the Patreon, it's probably a little later than that. But, you know, whatever. It's July. First week of July, summer anime season has started. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about that until later, but uh, yeah, uh, with me as always is uh, John. Hello, everybody. I am ready to cross the finish line for the spring anime and get ready for the race that is the summer anime and also talk about the movies. Oh, the movies. Yeah. Uh, Elvie, how are you feeling about the movies? The movies? The moving pictures? The movies. Um, yeah, the moving pictures. <laughs> I here, here they're going to talk soon. Oh, shit. You're right. That's yeah. very scary. The future is very scary. Um, no, yeah, movies. Uh, we were talking about oh, a movie today. Um, pretty excited to talk about this movie, I'll say. Pretty good. That's, that's, that's a spoiler of what I'm going to say. That's it. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, how could you just give it away in the first minute they can stop listening now? <laughs> That's it, they're gonna close. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. And uh, fr- fresh and clean Maverick is here also. Squeaky queen. I don't know if that's I don't know a bad that. way to refer to <laughs> What, refer to no. getting fucking rained on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just thinking more. You said you know you were you said you were gonna you were getting ready before the podcast. You know I, you had to escape. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I had uh, to try to come up with some fun bit. Y- you know, I definitely was racing to get to the podcast tonight. So, oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the podcast is here. <laughs> anyways, 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 anyways. Uh, my bad transitions aside, uh, we are going to talk about Redline today, 2009's film that was what? It was in development for like 10 years or something like yeah, that? Yeah, so it was right? going to be a much older movie. It was going to be a 2000s movie. <laughs> then it just started going way Which... to the start of the late Oh, 2000s. I'm sorry. 2007? No, it was actually? 2009. Was it? No, it was 2009? Yeah. Okay, so, okay. I'm being lied to by IMDb. Yeah, That's so, all. yeah, yeah. Seven-year, eight-year production, and it was almost going to be a 2002 movie. That's kind of crazy. Very different That's time. crazy to think about. That's also very ambitious on their right? part, I have to say, for a <laughs> um, yeah. completely hand-drawn film like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this is directed by... Takeshi Koike. Uh, it was done by Madhouse. And let me tell you, they really are a madhouse to make a movie like this. Um, yeah, it's about racing, you know, in space, if you can believe that. A little crazy, I know. You have to stretch your imagination to fully <laughs> believe the idea of racing, but uh, in space, that is. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's all about Sweet JP. In the yellow line race at the beginning, and then, you know, gets into the red line, the titular red line, and uh, who knows what happens from there. Uh, 
This was picked by Maverick, so I figured I'd let you lead the conversation if you'd like about what your thoughts are on rewatching Redline in 2021. Oh my god, to rewatch Redline in 2021 is you know, god, th- this is just comfort food. Like it is unabashedly comfort mm-hmm. food for me. Like the first time that I had watched Redline, I it it was one of those scenarios where it's like by the end of it, I was literally just like in tears because of how much like adrenaline excitement and just like euphoria was coming like out of just a lot of this passion project i it it is hard for me to not like compare this movie to the wachowski's uh speed racer movie one because they (laughs) are (laughs) they are both movies about film and the way that you ultimately supersede the expectations of the people that have come before you in order to deliver something that cannot be matched and just leaves everybody wanting more like very simple allegories in terms of what they represent but at the same time it's just so filled with like fun and amazement and the most recent watching of this, it just is like, it is an hour and 40 some minutes of not a lot actually happening in terms of action. So like, you have the initial red line or yellow line race, which is the first 15 minutes and I could just watch those 15 minutes alone. It is such a, <laughs> like, whenever I feel really down on myself, I will just put, pick that up and I... I am someone that very much is a fan of the uh, English dub. This is definitely one of those um, cases where I feel that I can only watch the English dub of Redline because it is so to the core of what the uh, film is talking about and what it's like coming to in terms of its themes and characterization. And more often than not, that's easier when you do have a lot of like rockabilly. You like... Yeah, rockabilly aesthetics, U.S. focused aesthetics, and rather than try and like shoehorn a Japanese aesthetic in there, you instead just uh, decentralize the focus so that it makes sense. It's what makes bebop work. It's what it's what makes like a space dandy and a lot of these these other sci-fi things work. That you just decentralize the focus of nation, and here it really is just a case of people that want to race wanting to just do the thing that drives them and you know again you have that initial moment of uh, getting that race and then the rest of the movie is just getting to know everybody that's here and on one end it can feel slow but on the other hand like it the other thing that gets to me about Redline is that it is the antithesis to a Marvel movie it is the antithesis (laughs) to the MCU and that you have so many moving parts so many theories and concepts and character backgrounds that you will never know anything else about. But you were there in the moment. Like, it, it is awesome to see fucking little Daisuna go just full on, like, uh, just just full on of a wreck for uh, Trava. Because you, you don't know if he was in the army before. You don't know if he, like, what their history is, but you just see that unravel in terms of, like, someone that doesn't really care about their post and just deserts that to come join this fucking race. Like, it is a celebration of madness. And I really appreciate just everything that goes into 
it's to just show that these are a whole subset of freaks who may or may not be a part of a entire government like plot to uh take down robo world but you never really get into that until you start to think about it but just i i love to live in the world of redline i love to be in the music of redline i i can't whenever i have to think about it i just my my face lights up and even on a night like this where it's like very stressful to get everything together as soon as i'm just thinking about straight uh as soon as i'm thinking about that moment where sweet jp is just like don't underestimate me because you don't know a damn thing about racing and he just hits his fucking like o2 like he's fucking vin diesel it's <laughs> it melts away and melts away something uh that you that you mentioned that i i really love um was uh when little dezuna just like drops into the race they just accept it you know yeah. like getting it getting into the red line is treated as this big thing like you have to win all these you know but you know this guy just drops in starts racing against these these other people that he has beef with and the announcers are just treating him like every other competitor it's so good <laughs> yeah it's oh god it is very much a case of just like everybody going along with it whatever everyone's deal is and i can't help but be just mesmerized at the idea that you can just be so brazen in the ability to say this is a movie about people and you will only know about these people in this limited amount of time yeah. and it rules i can agree Excellent. with that yeah um for me, this was my third time watching it, I believe. Um, I watched it when I first got back in anime, like 2013. I think I watched it again in 2017. I watched it now. Um, the thing that does strike me, like you said, is it being about the characters um, and ignoring, like, to, to refer to it as the antithesis of a Marvel film, I think, is a very good way of putting it because there has to be that purpose behind everything, right? There has to be that deeper thing and it has to be conveyed visually and auditorily time has to be used up in this you know strict three act structure dedicated to explaining everything in a marvel film right like that is the nature of it but here they don't feel the need to even i would say they don't feel the need to have a structure right like there's not really a three act structure to this oh, it's God, more no. like yeah it's more like there's the opening race, which, like you said, very good on its own in its own right. Could be its own thing. Yeah. Um, could have been an OVA. Um, uh, so um, to, and then, to yeah. actually get a little bit into that, like, there are other pieces of this overall, like, uh, universe of Redline. Like, uh, Takeshi Koike has done stuff with, like, uh, Trava and Shinkai, where, like, they had their own little, like, episode for a pilot that never went anywhere. There is, like, a miniature version of what Redline would be as, like, a very, like, short project that he did early on. I think more as, like, a focus of premise. But, yeah, like, this is very much the culmination of all that work prior. Not so much a, here's some, like, blink and you'll miss it moments. More just, like, this is what ultimately I wanted to get towards. But... Mm hmm Um... But yeah, uh, it it, uh, it really sticks out, I think, just through 
everything this that 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 chaos that intrinsic chaos um that i think is inherent to any um you know hand drawn anime like that um i think having rewatching kill a kill recently uh you definitely get that same sort of vibe to an extent of just like this frantic uh thing but the red line is so over the top with it right like if they're smearing things everywhere off like out of control like character designs are not consistent which i really appreciate mm-hmm. um oh yeah and people people's like shapes are always changing um it feels like you're never seeing something be repeated mm. is, is is a big benefit of it i think like yeah you think of all the different meals they have even obviously this is a there's not many meals they eat but every single meal looks completely different it's like there's no shared parts between them sort of to reflect that dynamic nature of the cast right like that they're all completely different people from different completely different worlds that you may never know anything about yeah like um it, it is very amusing to me that the only like um confirmed like earthlings are miki and todoroki like they are the, yeah. they they come straight from Earth and those are the only two you ever know about and everyone else like to the point that yeah it's easy to forget that like uh JP is never really confirmed to be like a human he is his own thing but you know when you put anybody in a pompadour and you just make them like cool as hell <laughs> you're just so endeared <laughs> to them oh god and yeah the the way that every like a lot of people ask for anime wacky races this is the closest that you'll get i think <laughs> second to yeah. like opera ranman yeah. mm-hmm. uh, th- those are the two equivalents that you'll get to that because like every god i love that every racer just has an entirely different aesthetic from one another even like just I I love that Lynchman and Johnny Boya are legitimate like bounty hunters, but they also just sell their shit on DVD because you know you gotta make a quick <laughs> buck in this non-descript uh, capitalist setup. <laughs> I, I I it was it was definitely a cheap pop, but as soon as I saw them doing the the loop on run, I was just like, yeah, all right, they know what they're doing. <laughs> yes, uh good it's really good yeah this, john do you want to talk more about that yeah yeah i mean this show or this movie um y- you you mentioned space dandy before this reminded me a lot of space dandy um and this also made me want to uh bust my gamecube out to start playing f-zero gx because this is also very f-zero yeah very f-zero um, <laughs> yeah it's so good. It's so good. Just I, I, I loved the alien designs too. Um, just all the different, just like, like they they obviously had a lot of fun designing all these different creatures, all these different um, you know, interactions that they can have. How um, all the different uh, all the different environments were like really easily uh built around them. Like I, I really loved um. I really love the design, especially of the um, of Old Man Mole, the the uh, mechanic, just because you know he's like this forearmed, like crouched over, like crawling guy, and you know I just really liked seeing how he interacted with all different things. You know how his arms would interact with things, how the his like uh, his um his like mechanic shop was bu- like built around how he maneuvers. I really liked that. 
Um, I will say the only thing that I think was maybe a little um, detrimentally undercooked was um, the whole bit with Frisbee um, being um, being blackmailed. Uh, that was a. I feel like that could have maybe gone a little bit more in there because just because it 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 was a little it was a little confusing about like what the stakes were for JP like winning and losing, um, but that might just be me because like you know wouldn't you? I mean I know that you're supposed to like you know bet against someone to. Uh, to to make money off of them, but at some point, would you make more money from him winning if he was the like the 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 like he, like the odds were all the way against him? So that's why that was what was a little yeah. confusing to me. So th- the idea, as I mentioned, real time betting. I think they were saying basically is like the idea the odds are shifting constantly, so you get a bigger cut. If you end up with like, hey, I'm losing and then I'm winning and then people start shifting their bets over to them. So then the pool shortens for the people betting on the original winner Hmm. or the secondary person that they want to win or whatever that they think will win. And then the odds are much higher for that person if he loses at the last second, which is what they want him to do. Yeah. Right. Because it's just like everyone's shifting their bets to him. Like it's sure. Think your megaloboxes. Think you're like where okay. it's not as, trying to fix a race, but in the way where it's like only one party is fixing that race. And so, you know, even in the case where it's like, yeah, JP could always. D-. There is never a doubt that JP could win, but Frisbee knows mm-hmm. that, so that's why he rigs the uh, Transam j- to make sure that things get set up and. I guess so. I mean, just in every other, like, piece of media where I've seen someone, like, fix a match, it has been, you know, they, they you know, you bet against them because they throw the match because they've won previously, you know? I, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. That was, that, that's just, that's just me. But otherwise, it was just fantastic. I, I really love how they, um... How they incorporate the uh, <laughs> how they incorporate the machine world or the rope? What were they? It was the um. God, I I literally just watched this movie <laughs> before we Robo started. World, Robo yeah. world, Robo world, oh, yeah. And, the, and what's his yeah. name? The uh, funky boy. Yeah, I I love how they incorporated like a a literal war into the into the race. How. It became like th- this. This dumb event became a political kerfluffle because of where they just randomly decided to hold the race. It was incredibly funny, incredibly fun, and yeah, having multiple bioweapons appear as like race elements was very good. I mean, um, you, you could even argue that that is the intent of the red line to just be a full on like yeah uh, autofocus assault, like. I'm just remembering now, like, um, after JP is in, like, the hospital because he fucking beefed it in his car and finds out yeah. that he's in the red line, you get some of, like, the, uh, like, basically he gets into the red line because people dropped out. They're like, I'm not about that. 
And uh, one of the competitors, mm-hmm. Kuro Kurodaze, is straight up like, dude, I'm a racer. I'm not a soldier. And it's very yeah. funny that they can just like slip that by and w- without having to like abide by it or just have to like push further. Yeah, you know, like on one hand, this is definitely just a dumb race everyone gets to like watch because it's like fun violence. On the other hand, like you have competitors from like a alien kingdom and a lot of other like setups and it's one part getting everything set up so that you can monetize off of this race and then the other part doing everything that you can either whether you know it or not to just completely disassemble this like uh fascist mecha kingdom which just Mm -hmm. uh it, it rules that by the end of the day it is just another it's a fuck you to fascism in a way that is just so understated mm-hmm. yeah a lot about a lot about this movie is not like it's it's not lingered on mm-hmm. uh it, it is it, it is a fast-paced uh movie i would say you know in in the grand scheme of things um you know for especially as it should be because it is it is a race but i, I do love that they just that they, they don't they, they they expect you to just be like yeah you know you're seeing what what's happening this is um this is how it is you know this is how this world is you are just experiencing this you are dipping your head into this universe it is not different you know like this is this is how this is this is how this universe is you don't have to worry about all the frivol the frivolous details and i I respect that a lot Mm mm-hmm um all right then lv mm-hmm. since you haven't gotten your chance yet why don't you what do you what are your thoughts what have, what are the hot lv takes on redline <laughs> uh, what is the what is the 411 uh, so i want to say uh i just want to say up front i did not write a response to this movie because i did not have i didn't think i had a lot to say uniquely when it comes to like saying a lot in writing form um uh, to respond to it so i think i might reserve that for like series specifically um but sure yeah so like episodic series i mean uh but yeah i i want to say overall this was an excellent movie um years down the line it it aged gracefully or i would rather say did not age at all it's again um we we did preface it by saying like it's it's astounding how this movie came out the way it did being made for like almost 10 years in production my god um but not quite 10 years. Um, and it would have been very interesting to see it have, you know, what would, what would have happened if this actually came out at the time and it attended like 2002. Um, and to give context uh, <laughs> in the, in two, the 2001 to like 2007 or so, right. Um, animation was like fucking bleak. Like, like this was like, the time mm-hmm. of the post Renaissance Disney, where there was literally no movies coming out of Disney. Like there was, there were, or at least in terms of like well celebrated movies, this is like the time where they just stopped doing princess movies. They stopped doing like movies with like female centered characters until two thousand nine when Redline came out with Princess and the Frog, I think. Um, and yeah, they were not hitting the box office. There was no, there was no big anime hits at that time either. I can't think of anything coming to mind. It was just a bleak time. Like what? This is like the first time I think Ice Age had a sequel or something. I think that was like what? That was how bleak. <laughs> that was how bleak the time period was. It was like there was nothing going on. You know, Disney was debating about like going to CG and giving up everything. There, 
there was nothing going on. I think Shrek came out the year before. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you meet expectations after that? <laughs> right? I think so. I, I might be wrong with that year, mm-hmm. but there, there was no like significant animated films during this time. Um, like, what would have happened if this movie came out like in that year? That would have been something. Um, but it didn't. It came out in two thousand nine, the year Summer Wars came out. Um, and this movie actually did not do well in the box office. So I, I, I think it's very important to stress how I would really i would i I, my second thought is like this this movie is missing from many um film discussions when it comes to greatest animated films of all time and i think that's a huge this movie i i I feel like this movie's not getting the respect it deserves for like how astounding Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. from a visual perspective and even a narrative perspective of how much it succeeds um and I wonder if it's just because it's too fucking weird. It is fucking weird, but that makes it great. It's really good. Um, um, I wonder if it was just very alienating around the time it came out. Again, like I, I, I mentioned, 2009 was kind of like a resurgence back to like, okay, things aren't so bad. There was like a lot of stop motion movies that came out. I think Coraline came out around this time. But like there was like, yeah, they, like the industry was healing in a way. Like, okay, now we have good animation <laughs> again. Like there's animation that can be valued. Yeah. And I just, I just wonder if that, I don't know, like, again, I, I wonder what, what their circumstances in terms of, like, why did the Japanese audience not receive this movie well, unfortunately? Um, but yeah, it's an astounding movie, front to back. I kind of do agree with John, there were some moments of character development that I wish there was just a little more oomph to it, but I, 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 but I also agree with Maverick that this is a movie that also succeeds, where you're not lingering too long on these characters as something that's about celebrating these characters. We do not need to stretch out what more than what we've been hinted as an audience or implied as an audience. Um, but, I, but I do recommend checking out the, what could have been the pilots or like at least, te- you know, like, te- you know, like test shorts uh, uh, that led to this movie, the, Trava, the first planet, I believe, a oh, fist planet, Trava, first planet. You know, you can fully find um, the full, the full shorts of them online um they're quite old it's not gonna be hard um and yeah you can kind of see the preliminary versions of the characters we see in the movie in there um it's very interesting and again that would have been interesting too if that did kick off at a much earlier time like even way way before the movie um started development and what a what a like what a weird time the 2000s has been to animation um in general but yeah this movie is definitely missing from i think wordy discussions of what is a great animated film um from top to bottom and i think everyone has said all the positive parts of it um that needed to be said um and yeah i just think about that a lot i think about like you know when people ask about like you know what's your favorite anime film right you know people are gonna say the safe stuff you know not that's a bad thing but people are gonna say like a, a, yeah, a, a ghibli, ghibli film, film right like uh, yeah yeah or, or they're gonna yeah. they're, <laughs> right like but they're not gonna you're not gonna or evangelion or yeah something. or they're gonna mm-hmm. say something like akira you know stuff that stuff that has like yeah. iconography and has been so cemented in pop culture to the point where like yeah, it's actually okay that you probably have not seen it but you you like the visual iconography you 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 I think it's fine that you like the jacket, you know, the iconic jacket from Akira, but you never see it. That's fine. But that just goes to show how much of, like, there, there's some sort of, like, weird, um, virtue. Yeah, like, yeah, again, this unfortunately goes back to capitalism, does it? Like, it, like this this weird, like, iconography, uh, iconography aspect to, like, a lot of these things that, um, you know, cements the, cements the imagery in your mind that I think this movie doesn't do because it's 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 not aiming for that it's not aiming for you to like (laughs) 
it's not aiming for you to like you kind of like re- remember these characters for like very like watered down like surface like level aspects. You, you, it's it, weirdly enough, it's a movie about racing. Um, that what, what, what am I trying? I'm trying to build a metaphor here. It's not working. But I guess it's I guess my best way to describe it is that it's kind of like a drive by situation. It's literally a movie that like goes through you you like watch it and then that's it it just it's meant to be like a movie of the moment um and not something that's meant to necessarily like stick with you because right it's not trying to say anything that like impactful like it 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 does say certain messages and convey certain ideas in very subtle ways as that has been discussed but it's something it's a movie of the moment you're meant to like really enjoy like the cacophony of like all the visuals and how beautiful everything is like how stunning the animation is like there's no it does not miss a single beat when it comes to the animation and i agree and just again Mm -hmm. want to reiterate like what everyone has been saying where every character they have lovingly paid attention to no matter how (laughs) you know and they gave them all very specific and distinct characteristics that made them who they are despite the fact that you know we're not going to linger on them too much um you know, I, I like so. I guess my point is really, I'm just reiterating how, like, yeah, this is an incredible movie. Um, I this time I saw the English dub version, and the performances are incredible. Um, in the English dub version, I would say, I, I think it fits. I think it fits it more. You know, what, what with the aesthetic of yeah, the rockabilly, rockabilly like <laughs> weird, like ambiguous uh, thing it's got going on. Um, which is funny because given you know the the those those aesthetics coming from like the atomic age and how like space age exploration was very like glamorized and romanticized and whatnot so and the space race at that point in time so it's it's, inter- it's interesting how like 1940s to 50s like aesthetics and fashion trends seem very fitting to sci-fi in an ironic way um but yeah like i i, I don't really know what else what to say about it being like just a very just a very stunning piece of art that I wish was appreciated more. You know, we're appreciating it right now, but like, yeah, it's not something I would see often referenced um, when 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 these things are discussed. And it really needs to be. It really needs to be, I think, looked at and highly recommended to anyone. Um, and I think I think also its time period needs to be accounted for. Like again, it's just stunning that this came out around a time where industry itself was bleak yet these people were like hey fuck you we're, we did we worked so many years doing this thing we're gonna put it out right now we're gonna show you this um yeah and it really shows the results really show it's a it's a great like adrenaline rush of a movie through and through mm-hmm. actually yeah I, I think one more thing i would say is that i actually really love stuff like this in which um i i i love like strange sci-fi where they don't really explain anything i was actually literally talking about this with some people the other day and like the fifth element is one of my favorite movies um in spite of like its director um and uh-huh. like his, his mess as as unfortunately has been apparent in recent years uh but i also love shit like david lynch's version of dune that's very straight like all of these like strange sci-fi movies that seem influenced by like mobius and like other like, like and specifically like french sci-fi illustration that, that's a very specific aesthetic and this movie like conveys that in a weird way where you have like all these characters um like you know you know all these basically aliens and all these different species of characters you know that are like just presented to you like on a platter and we're gonna like give you like insights as to what they are and where they came from but not really explain it and that just seems very apparent when that comes to that sort of style i i really do like it it's just like you kind of have like a buffet get a pick and choose from you just get a sample of like what this universe is but you don't really know 
you don't really need to go overboard with it, right? You just you just have what it is, and you're satisfied at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it's a great film that I, I hope more people get to see. Yeah, um, I think in general, um, you know, for as open as our cultures have become, in a sense, with, you know, the advent of the internet and things like that, the actual proliferation of this stuff, which ends up so tied up in copyright and all these complicated, annoying things <laughs> of our world also, uh, the idea that we haven't, I would say we genuinely have not come that much further from... Um, you know me, I'm the I'm the the old Siskel and Ebert watcher and hearing them talk about the distribution of, you know, foreign films in the 90s and the 80s. It really feels like we haven't gotten that much further from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Despite a proliferate, like even just when playing a lot of games recently, like you look at the quality of the localization and how often it's just an in-house, like, for example, like a, a Japanese game. Oh, they just did the localization in-house for really cheap or whatever, like just had some dude english google translate or whatever uh, right. and for movies too it's just like very disappointing to see that um right and only in recent just like right and only i'm so sorry i'm interrupting you um no it's okay. fine I, I was just gonna say yeah and uh, just other examples like only in recent years have we finally seen now like international distribution and efforts made when it comes to like chinese made media like and, yeah and, like yeah. I, I like i don't know i don't know if it's in response to like Luxia being very popular among horny fangirls <laughs> or but yeah you know like, like even in video games and like you know um there was a great uh article that like lists down like a lot of chinese um um developed video you know at least i always you know my i guess a more appropriate way to say like uh video games developed by people in um mainland china um or in the chinese region um uh there's tons of them there's like there's like a whole like rpg scene there that's developed, yeah. but we we don't get a look at that the at all Arknights, which against yeah uh, right genshin impact is like all yeah, we get yeah, right like, like, those two. and like again there's like a, unfortunately like political reasons for that but at the same time there's like a whole like talented prolific industry there that has its own unique like approaches to like genres we're so familiar with from like you know jrpgs but no have has ha can many people say that they experience like what a like a, like a, a, a traditional crpg is like a chinese rpg like it's very different um yeah. it's very interesting like it's there's similarities but it's different like the orientation is different for instance um but yeah there's it's it's, it's just interesting you know i i do kind of agree with you. it's like how, we, we seem to have taken like steps finally like okay we don't <laughs> one does not need to desperately like you know like oh you gotta pull up the dvr and like record something on a vhs i'm gonna miss it this is the only way i can get you know or like have to like yeah. go through like a store to find some weird bootlegger yeah but no there's still a lot of ways where foreign media is still deeply inaccessible um unfortunately mm. especially when it comes to stuff in other countries where those industries have not been well appreciated by an international audience or maybe even honestly just not as well developed yet yet there is something there yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would just love to be able to have more access to it, uh, get to know more of the red lines of the world. Um, yeah, uh, I um, in terms of red line, my closing thoughts are: uh, I, if I had two complaints about it, okay, for one praising, two complaints. I'm gonna do one praising. Okay. The soundtrack is incredible. I don't think we talked about that. Oh, enough. it is soundtrack's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. it, every time it's machine definitely head shows a driving up. soundtrack. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a cruising soundtrack like yeah. if, if you want to pinpoint the disparity between like what is and isn't shared in cultural vestiges um like 
it's emblematic in the soundtrack where you may still not have as much of the visual language, but the auditory language and what has come over into like Japan and those other regions is very apparent in its rock and house inspired soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Um, My only two complaints are one. Here's my super petty one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the man with his finger in his mouth moving around his old man mouth. <laughs> they did it too much. Listen. They did it too much. It's his Coke finger. Uh, I don't want to see it. He's doing that I don't space see Coke. Or more specifically, I don't want to see it. And this sort of goes into the, my other thing where it's like, uh, of its era, certainly, I think the 2002 era thing, um, it's... I I almost want to say it's like slightly better then some modern stuff, like, you know, the isekais and things. We were talking about Machoko Tensei's the virginity thing before the show or whatever. <laughs> uh, um, but, like, all, all the women in this, it's pretty rough. Uh, that's, rough yeah, no, going, I, that's fair. I, I, say. I, I, totally, I totally forgot there was just a random boob scene. Like, there was no reason for her boobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I, I get the context because um, I'm at, you know, like, when I'm at home and it's fucking hot, I don't, I don't, I don't have roommates. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be boobs out. Sure, it's fucking hot. Yeah, but no, no I, I get the context, I, but it was just weird that was a juxtaposition. I don't know if that was intentional, but it was a weird juxtaposition where she's commenting. Like, at least I'm watching the dub. I don't remember what she says in the Japanese language. Uh huh. But in the dub script, she says she's basically she's watching like a special on her because you know she won and stuff. Like, you know, um, and um, she's just like complaining over like, damn, you know, like, wow, great, they're like focusing on my ass, but then her tits are out. There's like a weird, <laughs> there's a weird dissonance there. I don't know that it was so, intentional. Like, I don't know what was going on there. Um, but yeah. That wasn't so much my problem. And honestly, I would say neither is as, as, as gratuitous as it was the, uh, the two, uh, whose names I can't the sexy, remember. The sexiest the, uh, twins of the The galaxy. sexy ladies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy, yeah. boy, and Vos Magic. The yeah. super boyings. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I get, I, I get the bit they're going for there at least, but it's just, there is this oozing that is every time there's like even even women in a background shot or in a crowd shot where it's just like like anytime you see like them cheer or something for a race it's just like the boobs are going crazy everywhere (laughs) the like they're all like thin as a board but like all the men have really dynamic yeah appearances which is that that's my only disappointment is all the women in this look the same yeah it's oh yeah it's a classic problem still across like anime shots where we're like okay like why are men getting yeah dynamic dynamic designs but the women are all like pin up like archetypes and like they're all sexy yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah it would have been nice to it would have been nice to see a racer like who was a woman, but yeah, she would have been like more interestingly designed compared to everyone else. Like that would have been a cool mm, contrast. Yeah. 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 Like ultimately it wasn't like enough to take me out yeah. or make me no, like totally not visual. appreciate it, but it was just very much like, God, okay, guys, I see you drooling in the studio, drawing this frame, like <laughs> chill the fuck out. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and, and like and, as and, much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, no, but like, in a weird way, it kind of does stylistically match to, um, not to say that was still like, but like, yeah, when you think of like, no, race, I get what you mean. Ca- I get what you're going for. And like, kind of trashy, like, yeah, art yeah. you see on like cars. Like, yeah, I don't know, just something about it, it does match yeah. the aesthetic of it. But yeah, it's, it, it would have been nice to see more women variety. Right. Besides, and... the, besides like the female aliens we occasionally see, like, it's like, yeah, that's outright, like, not even a humanoid, you know, but that was it. <laughs> like, yeah. has random background characters we see, but not in terms of like major racers, maybe it would have been interesting. 
Yeah. Like, and I don't know. I, I'm always going to be a sucker for the fact that, like, the two main inspirations for JP when he came to getting into racing, one, the uh, gold guy, who I still believe is the actual, like, mob boss. Like, that's <laughs> just my little headcanon that, like, mm-hmm. shit got rough and... Like, that's partially why they become indebted, but also, you know, that Sonoshi is someone that inspired him to actually, like, get into the racetrack, which I will always, like, it's very cheesy, but at the same time, it's it's fitting for something like this. Yeah, at least I can say Mm -hmm. their relationship was good. I think I like they were clearly they clearly respect each other. And I like that. I was like, okay, this is a very. This is very power couple vibes here. Yeah, but still cheesy. But otherwise, I, I do like they, they, they respected each other. That, that was clear. That was clear. I felt like they were on very equal terms, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that about it? Any any final bits about Redline? Or should we go on to the show proper? Let's go on to show proper, I think. Uh, yeah. Unless we want to unless we want to answer this question uh, that someone sent oh, in. Oh, sure. Which is uh, one of the worst questions I think we've ever gotten. Oh, okay, okay. great. Uh, Anonymous asks, which of the redline aliens is the throat goat? Machine head. It's in the name. (laughs) It's right there, in the name. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think about who else would get some solid work. Uh, (laughs) I'm looking at it. I'm Uh trying to think. Well, little Dezuna would be too toothy. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh yeah that's the thing a lot of these would be a little too toothy yeah i don't know but like old man mobile has multiple arms so you well know, yeah but he's only got one throat be... we're, t- yeah, yeah, we're talking about throat <laughs> i know but like <laughs> you you want to talk about the full experience <laughs> i still yeah, got it experience i <laughs> still <laughs> got it <laughs> right like if, if, if that's you know, you're in the moment and you realize, oh shit, we can't do this. Here's an alternative. You know, you, you always have the plan B. Here's, a, here's an alternative. Four of them. Four plan of them. B is important. Uh, yeah, I can't think about anybody else but Machine Head for this. Oh god. I think I think we found our answer pretty immediately. So there you go. All right. So let's let's go to the let's go to the main show, Rose. Okay. Um. All right. Um. Let's see, how about you, John? Since uh, it's been a bit since you you chimed in, would you like to start by uh, talking about uh, some of the shows that have ended? I think that would be a good way to get started. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, two of the two of the best shows uh of the spring season ended. Um. And I loved both of the endings for very different reasons. Um, I guess I could start off with uh, Zombie Land Saga. Um, I feel like I should, at the very least, say we're gonna. Sp- I'm I'm gonna say we're gonna talk about Zombie Land spoilers here. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if I want to spoil Odd Taxi. I think everyone should just go watch Odd Taxi. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna spoil that, but. Mm-hmm. For Zombie Land Saga, I'm gonna say the spoilers here. That show ended exactly how I thought it was going to. It was nice. It was pretty basic, you know, but it felt good to watch. It was everyone coming together. The big show, 
where the girls got to perform for everybody and they, you know, had it be like a charity event for the for Saga after they got hit by a typhoon. Um And then the last like 30 seconds of the show happened. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I was going crazy or something happened, but aliens showed up. <laughs> And fucking, like, UFO just appeared and, like, bombed Saga, and then it just ends. <laughs> so, That's just inconsiderate. So, apparently a year ago, for April Fool's, they made, like, a poster that was Zombieland Saga versus Aliens. And so I guess they're just doing that. Um, it's, it's, it's something. I mean, there are still some answers that need to, or some questions that need to be answered. Like, you know, like there, there are all these things where the girls seem to be like running out of time, maybe being zombies, being alive, because there was a bit where Sakura like seemed to be really weak. Um, and then there was also a moment where uh, Kotaro is also, uh, like, near the end, he, like, spits up some blood. And they don't really talk about that. But also, maybe they just won't, and maybe it's just over, and <laughs> and Saga gets destroyed by aliens, and that's it. <laughs> Which would be really good anyway. <laughs> Listen, at least they that had a really good concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know go go out with the bang you know like have a wonderful concert everyone's like super jazzed about saga and then it gets wiped off the face of the earth by aliens <laughs> um it's fine yeah it was it was good it was good i felt like the entire second season was really solid um you know both seasons together are just fantastic show and yeah if they do end up like wrapping it all up with a movie where it's zombies versus aliens um i'm i'm game i'm very game uh and then for odd taxi uh just oh my god oh my god it was just a fantastic story it was just a very very well told story with just perfectly interwoven characters fantastic music great animation it is just like i think absolutely everyone should see odd taxi and like i think it's the kind of show that you could just like tell your parents to see you tell your like siblings who don't watch anime get your siblings who don't watch anime you can tell them to see it i just think that it's it's sensational it it's a very easy like anime of the season probably going to be anime of the year unless some crazy shit comes out which you know probably won't be this season but <laughs> you know well i i know what's just... gonna be cited as anime of the season for a lot of people oh and yeah it's... totally Th this this will be for sure um Oh no, so uh, what uh -huh. is surprising to me is that every time people talk about Odd Taxi, it is in the context of 
more people should be watching Autaxi. I am mm. baffled at the idea that anyone could have like n- missed this at all in their watch list of everything. Like, it, it astounds me, and I I feel like I've ended up watching <laughs> well, a lot of. Uh, I'm sorry. I like I don't know. I just I watch... I get it. It. It was a very different thing. It had a very different art style. Um, honestly, I remember seeing the like original, like a, uh, the like poster and all that. It looked like it might be kind of cheap, just from like the initial like stuff that I saw. It was. They also sold it very. Um, like like the description was very was kind of like bland too, and didn't really explain what the show was. They made it sound like it was just gonna be like what I imagine in my mind when I read that. Um. When I read the description when we recorded that episode where we went over everything for the season, I thought it was just going to be like maybe like a 10 minute to 15 minute long episode thing where it was just Otakawa driving around and just talking to to, to someone in the back. It was just going to be like a conversation thing. Not a lot of animation. Just, you know, here's this interesting character. You listen to their life story. That's what I thought it was going to be. And so I expected it to be like something that was like cool, but not like, oh my god, amazing. But then it turned out it was just this really well done thriller all about all these different characters who, yes, do coalesce around this character who drives them around and they do have conversations in the taxi, but it is very much not just about it's not just about Otakawa. It's not just about him driving the taxi. It is about so many things, but you know, he is the center of all of that. And that is, you know, that's why it's such a good show because it does collect those characters together and form a, just a well-told story um, around each of those, each of those characters. And they, they, they paced it so perfectly. Like every single character has like exactly as much time as they need to get their point across and it's it, i think it's a fucking masterpiece like straight up it is so good um so absolutely recommended to everybody that like i am explicitly not going to not going to spoil it for that Well, I'll definitely check it out. I know I've said this every time, but I'm so busy. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of shows going on. I, if uh, anything is assuring, I, I know I'm very glad that. If anything is assuring, I, I I know people it, who don't watch anime and they they really love this series. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah I expect it's, it's something that's so, been it's, uh, yeah. making rounds word of mouth. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. You love to to hear it. I guess <laughs> I should say. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, continuing with some ending stuff. Um, did you finish Megalobox Maverick? I or... did, yeah. So, okay, yeah, how how was that? Oh my god, when it came to thinking about so, last time I talked about Megalobox, it came across as sort of this thing where it's like, yeah, you know, they pivoted into a direction that I, I don't think a lot of people even considered thinking thinking on how the first season of Megalobox ended and because of that they really do a good job of just barreling into a story that is that has a lot more to say and is much more focused on what it means to it, it is much less like 
about that simple underdog story and more so thinking about what does it mean to root for the underdog? What what does it mean to be against the odds? And when that pushback is presented towards you, you know, how does that affect other people? How does it affect people when it comes to being related to that kind of a story, being in the perimeter of that kind of a story? And the things that really became iconic towards the end were the fact that Joe, for better or for worse, was this, like, godlike figure in the way that he just swept through the competition in the first Megalonia and was this source of inspiration for a lot of people. And, you know, a lot of things that come from the pressure of that kind of admiration, the way that you ultimately inspire other people and the way that you ultimately still have a responsibility as a public figure to an extent to carry yourself, I think are things that really came across well. Um, Minor spoiler, spoilers for the ending of Megalobox uh, season two. It is very rare that like a series of any kind ends with we as a technological um, powerhouse and uh, corporate entity recognize the errors of our ways so much so that from this point forward as a result of our accidents we will go ahead and make our um, patents fair use and anyone can use the tech that we have created to um, further their own advances inside and outside of megaloboxing like it, it there's a lot to get to that point but it is very I don't know, this feels like such a very reactive season to a lot of things, and this one is very much like the biggest middle finger I can think of to every tech mogul startup that wants to do their own thing, that wants to do a lot of stuff, yet does so at the expense of multiple lives and of multiple families and of multiple, the well-being of multiple people while trying to say that it is for the greater good. The greater good is being able to not profit off of anything that comes out of that technology. And to see that represented in this kind of a ending is very interesting. And God, I don't know. It's just I I am still buzzing thinking about how everything culminates and how, you know, Megalobox season two is not about boxing. It is much more about the relationships that go on in and outside of the ring and how ultimately everyone does have their own story. And when you break down that ultimate concept of what it means to be against the odds, you recognize that, you know, that comes up in a lot of people's stories. There are a lot of people fighting their own odds. There are a lot of people having to make the most out of horrible situations, make the most out of tight spots and being able to have those chance moments where you see that in someone else and you have that moment of recognition. There is less that want to have one dream surpass the other as much as it is just having that moment of awareness and reflection. And I think Megalobox season two really speaks out a lot of that and... If you liked season one, I highly recommend season two. If you thought season one was a little dry, finish it. 
if you hadn't, and I really recommend getting into this one. You know, it's it's going for something completely different, and I think it really hits the mark. Oh, I'm just glad to hear that. Um, I mean, I was initially, I have to say, the, the first episode you were on where you're talking about, I was just happy to hear that it was maintained to be good. Because I remember I finished Megalobox 1 and I thought, when I heard this new one, I was like, why, why, what do you do? Uh, well, like, like, where does that go? Um, and hearing the way you talked about it, hearing the evolution of it, as it were, I guess, uh, it seems like it was definitely more than worthwhile. Um, so especially glad to hear you finishing it up and saying that it is just as compelling, if not more, uh, than that older stuff. Yeah. Again, more moving parts, but that I, I think ultimately helps to fill in a lot of that space that originally got taken up by Joe. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right. Uh, Elvie. Yeah. Yes. Vivi has ended. Vivi has ended. Vivi for it eyes song has ended. As far as I know, what's the what's the thought? What's the what's it's the vibe? It's pretty good. It's a it's a it's a strong vibe. It's very good. Again, I how this is a this is a show. If you love like schlocky action sci fi that doesn't have a lot of thought to it, don't think about it too hard because then you get upset. But if you don't think about it too hard, it's excellent. <laughs> it's fun. It's really good. Like stunning animation throughout. Like amazing fighting scenes. Amazing fight choreography. Like, it's baffling how good the action choreography, like, animated action choreography is. I can't stress that enough. Um, and yeah, it wraps up. I'm not just going to say, I'm not going to say what's hap- going to happen, but I feel like it, it It ends in a way you kind of expect, like, you know, again, like, a, 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 an action sci-fi that is not going to end in a bleak note. It, I'll just say that, you know, it just ends, it wraps up in a nice mm-hmm. way that makes sense, I think, to a lot of people. And I th- I've seen some theories out there that are overthinking it, too. You know, and I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's just as straightforward. It is what it is ending as you see. If you see it, that's what that is. It's not, there's no like underlying meaning over what's going on. Um, It's a, yeah, it, it was, it's great. Like, again, highly recommend if you're just into, you know, you're, you don't want to think, you don't want it, to, it's a show that seems like you have to think hard and like it actually really fumbles a lot where it, <laughs> where it seems like it will. But if if you're coming into that not thinking too hard, it's it's fine. It's great. It's stunning. It, it looks great. The music is wonderful. Again, this is a show centered around like an idle robot character. If the music wasn't good. That'd be that'd be sad. <laughs> you know, like music is great. Wonderful theme song. Like they do so many interesting things with the theme song specifically, where they do a lot of cool cold opens on some episodes, and they intertwine it with what goes on, and they do it really well when it comes to especially juxtapositioning. Like a very, a very happy song to some really unsettling and upsetting imagery. Like, oh, here's a scene of something bleak going on. Like, here's a scene of people dying or whatever. You know, there's something going. Um, great show. Um, and they do a lot of funny things too when it comes to like, I, um, just some of the like wordplay and jokes when it comes to the fact that like you know some these characters are basically robots. Really, again, like the whole situation. Just to reiterate, it's like, oh, there's a potential threat going on where the AI might rise up and just kill all the humans and the, that's what the main character is doing which she has to deal with all the stuff at hand to prevent it from happening according to some robot that decides to visit her from the future to warn her and yeah how they wrap up that relationship too like her and this little annoying um you know <laughs> like gremlin of a robot box that 
pesters her and orders around to do like all the assignments and whatnot and gives her hints as to what to do to prevent the doomed future um how they wrap up that relationship and like how they like wrap it up in an interesting kind of twist i mean it's not i don't know i don't know if we call it a twist because they build up to it they like outright build up to it and, and reveal like what's going on with her like who who is the who is this robot's creator and why is that significant um they do it in such a sweet way like there's like i i think like again too like again i don't think they're doing they don't they kind of miss the mark and don't do such a strong job when it comes to some of the stories they tell especially like when it comes to like you know yeah or should ai you know again the whole thing about like you know are are ais capable of like human emotions and processing that like do they have souls is there like what are you know what how far what is what is the boundaries between their relationship with humans like Again, it's just it's just it's just a sort of typical stories you've seen this time and time again adopted in many other sci-fi stories that have probably done these things way better, but how it just presents everything visually is just such a treat and it really immerses you in and it's like such a fun action-y series that just gets you hooked on it. You know, again, it's a it's it's a, it's popcorn. It's like again, like again, it's it's kind of like fast food. But, I, but you know, just to reiterate, that's not, that does not have to be a negative thing. It's 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 like it's something that you know you can snack on and it feels great and you don't have to think about it after it was just like oh this is a fantastic piece of thing that i consumed um and i thought it was good um yeah yeah like again just imagining a time if like wit decided to still continue with attack on titan and not do this instead that'd be that'd be something um Again, thinking of, like, so many alternate timelines here, and not this episode in particular. Um, but, yeah, they consider this a side project, which is, again, impressive. It, they put so much work into the visuals. For an original work. Yeah, yeah. like, it's astounding. I think my biggest complaint, I, I think my only and biggest complaint of this is that, um, and I think this would be, like, this is, from what I realized from this past season in particular, um again even with within stuff that i thought was good um i think my recurring complaint if it had anything negative to it is that either i wish the development of this show was longer or the content running time of the show is longer usually that latter being the fault of the former not <laughs> not being good right i mean in this case i wish the content running time part of vv was longer um because again, this is a show where it's technically spanning across a long period of time. Again, she's a, a robot; she's an AI, so she doesn't age. Like that's her whole benefit. Where she's trying to work across like a century to prevent this apocalypse happening years down the line. I wish it was stretched out so like that evolution of time was more apparent, and we would have more time to also kind of absorb what is good. Like I don't know. Like there's so much that can change across 100 years of human history, and we don't really get to absorb that so you know like each case or arc she's doing it's like three to two episodes each and then it just you know it just seamlessly transitions to the next and it explains what happened and that's but then it doesn't really let us absorb that like it would have been interesting if she had say uh if there was like a recurring human character that popped in and for her to see and like experience them and seeing them age across like a certain amount of time that would have been interesting but instead like each each thing is like okay 10 years have passed 20 years have now passed we are now 70 years into the into like the time but then like we did not really get to digest like of all the people probably the people she has met over time it would have been interesting to see her like absorb that and like how she reacted to you know like maybe someone died you know and like how did she I mean, there were instances where that happens, especially towards the end. We do see the scope of, like, time passing and her, like, 
absorbing that emotionally as a robot like that that finally does happen towards the end but we don't see that throughout the rest of the like uh, the other stuff she deals with like and all the relationships she develops it's just like okay beat by beat it beat by beat um you know like i think that was like a missed opportunity and like again like it seems like this is it like i don't know if it's gonna be expanded any further i don't know i i doubt it it felt like a very final ending with how things wrap up like, I don't know what else you could do with that besides maybe more in-between stuff. And that would be interesting, again, to, like, I guess resolve what I had issues with where, like, it would have been nice to actually, yeah, actually see the effects of time passing. Like, so much time passing with humans coming by and going in her life, in her robot life. <laughs> and especially in getting to know more about the universe. It felt very, um... I like it felt very like insulated like I don't I'm not sure actually where we are I don't know if we're in Japan <laughs> actually I'm actually that, that did not sit I did not did not sit with me I realized I actually did not know where to say it was wherever we are it felt like the, the it, it felt like the apocalypse was very centered in this very specific location it wasn't clear to me if this was an international issue like is this happening I'm assuming it is like you know how Terminator it kind of was like it just was implied that this was going to be an apocalyptic thing affecting the whole globe but yeah the passage of time went by too quickly where I wish um, they stretched it out in ways to, like, just make us realize how much of that was going on, you know? Like, you know, like, just, again, yeah. But otherwise, solid series, great. It's great. Good. Good. Um, and then I don't know if you you and Maverick wanted to talk about uh, Higa Hero. Okay, uh, yeah. Ending as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, go for it. What are your it. thoughts on that? Yeah, Maverick can start first on that. Yeah, I mean, God, this has definitely been a show where I had to wait until the last episode <laughs> to actually, like, give a viable opinion because, uh, uh, you know, Higa Hero, uh, I shaved and took in a high school runaway. Mm -hmm. From its inception is definitely a product that can raise some eyebrows when, especially when it came out in the same season, as the other show about a high schooler interacting with a salary man that was that had zero chill whereas this was much more interested in actually you know wanting to talk about something i i feel like the author of the original light novels really saw a chance to create a story and when like shit when swept up to the uh pitch offices was kind of just like i could flub this as a romance yeah there's probably... something about the title the title i wonder if the title was intentional bait right that that i feel that way too yeah, like, yeah like very much like i would be surprised i would not be surprised if it was like sitting in the waiting room ready to get the interview and it's just like you know, I've got enough women in this story that I could fake it being a harem. I've got, like, enough connections that I could fake this being about a romance. Because, ultimately, the main characters that um we focus on for this story, there is a connection, so to say. But a lot of it is less focused on, like, a will-they-won't-they -they scenario. Or, rather... There is much less focus on whether or not uh, Yoshida and Saori, I think, are the two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sounds right. That they will... Sayu. 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 Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So, yeah, Yoshida and Sayu, that they will, like, 
get together in the end as it is just like exploring what it means to cohabitate and find a connection like a very blanket concept of connection with someone that is not immediately family or someone that you're like interested in we start the story with Yoshida just like uh fucked up asking like his boss out because like he is in love with her and we later find out that she's in it too but it's like complicated and there's that aspect and that you know the initial meeting of uh Sayu and Yoshida is much like on the basis of like eh she she's kind of cute and I was kind of drunk but like in every step that could feel maligned there's also an adamant decision to make Yoshida like the most normal guy in terms of when you think about people in anime he is very much someone that is like no I'm not gonna fall into this trap uh, or trick of what the romance convention wants me to do i feel like i have a responsibility here but that responsibility is not to for lack of a better term this responsibility is not to groom you and there's definitely a discussion to be had there in terms of what this relationship looks like and what that ultimately um culminates for the both of them but at no point ultimately i think the series did a good job of being able to leave things open-ended and make yoshida as the older figure someone that was very responsible and understanding that you know he was going to leave an impression on this person regardless of what he wanted to do by the end and so that really just lended itself into someone that was probably the most mature out of everyone that was involved in this scenario fucking mm -hmm. god mishima was a headache to deal with at times in that she really thought th this being another like love interest thinking that she actually had to like fight a high schooler for this dude's attention and it was the it, it, <laughs> those are my favorite weird bits right it, in anime uh... where there's just like this like grown-ass woman who's like oh no like that th i talked about that with log horizon right like uh log horizon had that weird bit and it's just like it is really weird where she's uh, like well i guess i don't have to fight for your affections anymore and it's like homie she does chores at my house like, yeah <laughs> she literally has nowhere else she's to got math go. class <laughs> well, well no it's that she doesn't even go to high school right now that's the problem that's that's the issue but it, it's she isn't at math class <laughs> <laughs> but it, it also she's does... saying umphi online <laughs> 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 what you're also seeing is just like a very i i think there's a lot there there are drafts of this series that acclimate towards a more western reaction of this kind of a scenario i specifically think more about towards the end and so uh, to, to get a bit into spoilers about Hikihiro, the main reason that she uh, Sayu runs away in the first place is that her original school uh, in Hokkaido is fine, but it's like she's getting mildly bullied for bullied because of the fact that she is like, you know, uh, oh my god, so good looking and like so pretty. She probably has so many friends. We don't know her. What like a show offy bitch, etc., etc. But has like one friend that. She does make and 
unfortunately, a lot of that bullying turns towards that friend and with no other people to really turn to and these people just being one another's support, ultimately, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on names right now. Uh, ultimately, that friend uh, takes her own go. life as in, in that at in the perspective of I'm just causing you harm by being mm-hmm. here. I don't want to uh, continue to like take up space in that mm-hmm. very. Yeah. You, you go ultimately just like um, makes that decision and Sayu is unfortunately bared witness to it. And in the lead up of news reports and understandings of everything, her mom just has a meltdown and is like, you didn't kill her, did you? And the idea that, you know, this person that she very much loved and like wanted to be a part of her life to to be accused of being the uh, killer of that person. And it's kind of just like the tipping point of like, yo, you never loved me fuck off i'm running away and yeah her 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 mom essentially it was made clear her mom cared more about her reputation over like caring about and listening to her daughter's like well-being after they and um and yeah what happens then is like yeah she runs away um but her brother tries to like her, her brother actually her brother is actually very kind he's like normal <laughs> Um, but it's it's also like there's also a, an implied insecurity here because her mom after often is like you know why aren't you like your older brother he's successful like how why are you so used you know like she's she's just her mom is like the source of like a lot of these problems very yeah. very verbally abusive um and yeah she runs away despite the fact that her brother off you know like again it's like a whole like dignity you know she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't keep in contact with her brother she ends up running away and then her life spirals from there and that's where we're leaving the beginning of the series where she meets cheetah at the very least who's like the first person she meets that will is not taking advantage of her you know and, and doesn't doesn't want to go out of his way to do that at all and he wants to at least and he learns to be protected of her yeah um i will say that like it is very the show gets very like um in depth in terms of the fact that like yeah you know after money ran shore and like things were getting a bit dicey uh, she had to turn to, yeah, Sayu had to turn towards, um, just exchanging, uh, home for, um, sleeping with the people that she was with. And Yoshida being the first person to not be a part of that pattern, they do take the time to sort of just, like, go into that enough where Yoshida's like, I am not interested in this. This is not a thing that I am looking for. I am letting you live here because I feel that you need a place to stay. And the fact that it does take like three episodes for that to really sink in. And I think that initial step was something that really could have gone either way. But after seeing how they handled that, where it was a case of just like someone that understood one pattern of getting a, um, of getting a commodity that they needed and having that just like being very bluntly subverted in a way where it's like, oh, okay, this isn't normal. This isn't like regular for me to do. Or there are other ways that I can go about this. I think it was well done. And that was what really stuck me on for the rest of the series. And yeah. uh, ultimately, I think that kept up 
like I had alluded to before, there is a bit where ultimately she does go back to uh, her mom's place with uh, Yoshida sort of there as like support. And the moral of that whole um, series of conversations does feel very rooted in a focus on family uh, responsibility that rings somewhat hollow to me. I, I feel that, you know, in a time where there's a lot of focus on found family and being able to create um, community spaces where you are able to be with people that you enjoy and those people will be able to reciprocate that love that you have for them. This was something where it kind of just felt flat for me as opposed to a lot of what uh, the series was building up to beforehand and sort of just really focusing in on. But then, you know, by the end of it, it, it at least presents itself fair where it's like, okay, you'll, Stay with your mom, but until you graduate high school. From there, you know, we'll see. If you never want to speak to her again, that's fine. If you never want to, like, come back, go off. But for the moment, you've got some work to take care of. Let's help you to finish that. It's another one of those shows where it's like, you know, it probably would have helped if there was a psychologist somewhere in the local <laughs> area that could have helped with a lot of these um, reactions and responses to trauma. But there is... I can, com I, can, I can comment on that specifically. This is very... This is a very Asian thing. Um, and I understand why, like, a lot of people's confusion as to like why that scene happened and why, why the resolution was like she needs to return back to her family, at least on um, diplomatic terms. This is a very Asian cultural thing where I do know many mm -hmm. people, unfortunately, who've had to, like, Compromise being between tolerating more abuse that you know, think, thankfully, you know, like tolerating more like verbal abuse from their parents, or like again, like admittedly, yeah, probably resorting to something like what this girl has done had just run away and like risk just being homeless, um, because they just want to deal with that. And it's just a very much it's it's a it's a cultural thing. I'm not going to go deep into here, but it's, it's just that I would say that's the context of what this is. It's it, and I, I also cannot comment on like the lack of social services that's very apparent in Japan when oftentimes you unfortunately hear a lot of news in regards to mental health and how there seems to be unfortunately like even a stigma on an institutional level as to why this is an issue. Like, hey, why isn't there because there probably literally isn't one and people don't think about that and that's like an issue here. Um that said, I think it also was an interesting opportunity that really was meant to just showcase again how Yoshida is like a better person and like how mm -hmm. he was even just able to maturely talk down to this girl's horrible family and just say hey you know you you gotta own up to this this is your life and blood um and you gotta own up to what what you have done by at least sheltering her again and just at least taking her in back and forgiving her um and I think this is where some of my problems with the series lies, where, um, you know, I agree. I, I thought this, you know, again, I came in with fear. I came in with apprehension. But then overall, in the end, it was like, oh, okay, conceptually, this is a great story about, like, yeah, like, found family, again, like, found families and at least having these difficult conversations about maturity and, like, you know, what it means to, like, interact with people and whatnot, like, what those interactions mean, like, and talking about codependency. Is, 
um, you know, again, going back to my issue where like a lot of my issues with some series I've had was either it was not long enough or again, the development from was on. This is one of those cases where um, it's worth noting the light novel that this was based on ended around June. And I think what had happened was they wanted the anime to end on time with that. And that was that. Um, so that was like the, the, the ending, like the real ending. And I, I and I like watching the last episode and knowing what happens, I, I think it's like, okay, that sounds about right. They seem like, yeah, they, they wanted to match it up the ending. And that's the, the ending. That's the correct ending. They accurately did, I think, depict the best of their ability to what actually does happen in the books. Um, that is that is the direct adaptation of it. Um, but as a result, they sacrificed a lot of character development. I, I realized, so like, mm -hmm. um, more than halfway through, this becomes apparent, I personally felt, and felt like it was very noticeable that suddenly we stopped caring about Yoshida's co-workers as much. There was, we suddenly like lost focus on like his work life and those characters suddenly just became irrelevant or at least less relevant as time went on as we were now trying to like hone in on this girl, like Sayu and trying to wrap up what her situation is and like finally now revealing everything that led her up to the situation. Um, so now we just threw out like a bunch of other characters that probably would have been instrumental and probably have been more involved towards the wrap of the series, especially when it comes to Yoshida, because at a certain point too, I felt like he, he kind of like lost his, well, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm seeing it a different way, but it was interesting how he just kind of became more of like, settled in him being protective of this girl like you know he kind of he like somehow immediately wrapped up his problems you know it was a little weird to me like oh okay now he doesn't have you know like we don't really see much of like what his issues are now he seems really resolved at this point and we see that kind of early i'm pretty sure there's also more when it comes to like this girl's relationship with her brother her family it's like i felt like there was more that was supposed to be built up before we reached that point and it was just lost like I read an interesting, th like I read it, I read a thing too where her mom like really did not want her. Like there was a whole backstory where I, I, I don't know. There was a whole thing where I don't know if the anime went into it as enough as it did, or like I don't know if I missed that completely. But there was a whole thing too that like kind of goes in deeper as to why her mother resents her. Like there's a whole thing explaining that, but the anime did not explore it at all. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think I think it did that. It, I think it did a huge disservice when it came to like the series of Ellie because I th I felt like the first half was very strong, and then like the latter half was like oh sh was it felt more like oh shit we gotta wrap this up now we gotta end this and that's just what happened. They sacrificed like a lot of character development and a lot of good buildup I think for the impact of like a lot of those things to make sense or at least make better sense. Um, and that's what happened I think unfortunately. Yeah. It definitely felt like it wanted to wrap up concurrently, and yeah. At the same time, you you know, like if you wanted a condensed version of this narrative, it's there. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's summary. Available. <laughs> right. Yeah, and there you go. Here's a preview. Yeah, that's totally right. Yeah, ultimately, I will say, like the poignant moments that they do make sure to like focus on, they're there. Uh, I really do appreciate that they did have that scene where it's like after this initial confrontation with the mother. Yeah. Um. She just does not handle it well. And so yeah. Yoshida and Sayu step outside. And like once they're outside of that situation, Yoshida just breaks down because he's just like, I did not know how bad this was going to be. And on top yeah. of that, I wish you could get as pissed off as I was where it's like I almost like issued violence on your mother on <laughs> your behalf. There were, yeah, like, there was, was a brief moment so... he like grabs a cup. 
and he pauses and it was like oh shit but that yeah, was a really no, good it was it wasn't a well it was okay i'll show you it was not an, animated well i'll tell you up front like it's a yeah, yeah. Was anyway but like that but the fact that they like actually went out of way to draw that try to draw that moment it was like oh shit that's really funny but also solid like wow like him actually hesitating to throw a cup in her face like, he was gonna throw a drink in her face that was like really that was really tense but yeah that was there were some yeah. great, yeah. There were some great decisions made on terms of like character, like actions and behaviors and whatnot. There was a moment where like, yeah, like Sayu's revisiting the place where her friend killed herself, like, and she's like crying, and she grabs the fence, and like she's grabbing the fence so hard she actually cuts her hand, and like that's an interesting detail to add. And like you know, like Yoshida looks at her hand, he takes a pause and looks at her hand. The fact that they like left that linger on was very interesting. I think that's a very there are like these weird neat like nuances to human behavior that they added throughout the series that was like you know yeah. first years that's not animated well i was like wow okay and it does make me wonder too in the text if those moments were also like described in very specific ways that they felt like they had to depict that so it, God, it, yeah. it really does make me think of, as to like what the text actually feels like maybe you know maybe i don't know if it's like a third person perspective or it's like actually yoshida's perspective i don't know who's in whose perspective it is but it does make me think of like what were what were some of the things they ended up not doing that would have been very interesting to see in the anime? Definitely. But, you know, again, like, by the end of it, I'm very much glad that I kept through with the series. And, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, I, I can firmly say, like, it, it can get tense at points where you don't realize it. But ultimately, I think it is a good story about two people coming to terms with the fact that what they need in their lives is just like a specific being able to reach out to someone without a fear of judgment or um lack of reciprocity whether that develops into something more that's not what the text is focused on yeah rather that's not it's the point. more yep. yeah it's more just exploring what that looks like yeah and and i guess the growth you get from it yeah yeah all right i don't know what else to add i think you covered literally everything <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh here i'm i guess it's good that it he wasn't forced to make this a harem after all like you said uh, no. There, there, there oh. are moments in the anime where it felt like, yeah, I was like, ooh, that's not uh, like the opening song, for instance, is like I my biggest problem with the show. It it makes yeah. it look like a harem, and it's like, and there are moments in the sequence too. If like once you finish the series, or at least know the information you know you do, it's like, what? Why did they make that like a weird happy sequence? That is depicting something fucked up. Like, what the hell is this? It's best. Like, there are definitely moments in the anime where it does that. It's like very apparent once you once you get into it. But I. I think it's definitely something I do recommend, like, to, yeah, just try out. And, like, it, I, at least to assess and, like, assert, like, anyone's fears about the concept of this show or series. It's like, yeah, no, it's actually mature. And who explores a topic that I think, like, does need to be explored? All right. Uh, the term I was looking for was that I was glad it didn't Usagi drop. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, all right. I guess I'll talk a little. Please, for, I, I, John. Uh, I do want to 
to ask your take on Wonder Egg, but not yet. Just, oh. just, we gotta get to it. I haven't watched it because I'm trying to abstain. I'm trying to stay safe. Um, but we'll get to that. Oh, no. Um, so I'm just going to rattle through these realistically um, because I don't have a lot to say about any of them in particular. Um, Back Arrow finally ended. Uh, that was the... Um, you know, code gay ass. Uh, sorry to call it that. I just <laughs> force of habit. Um, director and uh, one of the writers from Gurren Lagan. That ended. Uh, that that was an original anime. Twenty four episodes. Uh, overall, it was like decent. It had uh, some fun character ideas, I think. Um, but it really got lost in the sort of thing you hate to see from an original series, where it's very clear it's being invented week to week you know what i'm saying uh things yeah. are being pulled together like before they make the episode um every arc is pretty unrelated there is a universal goal but there's so many unrelated forces and so many unrelated arcs that it doesn't work like gurren lagan did where gurren lagan in the early days had you know a lot of pretty much after the first three episodes it's all like filler right for a few a bit for like a few episodes it's like mm-hmm. um the Keton episode, um, Hot Spring episode, a couple other things. And it's just like that stuff works because later then those characters get filled out later, right? Because they they had their little bit, but then they, they come into play later on. Or they stay as a one-off character in the background. Here, because they introduce so many characters, um, they never give them a chance to really develop. Um, they're just sort of like hinging off that idea of, hey, you know who this guy is. Um, and they're not particularly interesting characters a lot of the time. Like the most interesting character in this show was the strategist man, uh, Shubi. Uh, he's just sort of like, you know, super scientist and also like really like cocky, but like sort of like, uh, you know, he, he cares about other people type dude. Um, not like the a generic scientist guy. He was very like a, a Chinese romance of the Three Kingdoms tactician guy. <laughs> um, and that was fun in a show like this where it's all mechs and stupid stuff. Um, but the ending of the show is basically like, I'm going to go into spoilers here because um, I think I'm the, oh my God. Um, do I'm they, the only person do- I know. Do they escape yeah. the wall or whatever? Like, do they, is that? So, yes, they do. Okay. Um, <laughs> towards the end, they started setting up basically that this is a, this is one of the most insane contrivances, I've, or like like reasonings I've ever heard. Um, so they lived inside of a wall that was all like connect. There's like a million of them of their little communities or whatever. And they're all linked up to a center one that is God's realm or whatever. And they go there to go fight God. They go outside and they go, no, this isn't God's realm or whatever. We're a life support system for a baby in space. Okay. Who is Uh (laughs) the last survivor of a spaceship pandemic. Word. Uh Uh-huh. And we're... We we kill you or whatever all the time because that's how the system works to maintain the baby being alive. And they go, how long has the baby been on life support? And they say, 2,000 years. Okay. Uh-huh. And they basically just do like, you know, I'm not exaggerating, shot for shot, Gurren Lagan 
cuts, but like obviously worse because they don't have trigger there or Gynax, I guess I should say. Uh, the animators necessarily, it's a lot of CGI stuff. Um, and it's just like, it, it falls pretty flat. I think, um, it just doesn't feel, have any of the oomph of Gurren Lagan, any of like the excitement or crazy things. It just feels like a, oh, we can do the cere- cerebral mecha thing. You know, we can, we, we're going to make them think. <laughs> and it didn't, it also doesn't really end. They beat this guy and then basically they go, all right. Now Shuby's going to invent an interstellar transportation system in one month. One month since he discovered space exists. <laughs> um, and th- they're going to transport the baby through space back to Earth. All right. They say Earth okay. is the last line. They say, I'm excited to see what Earth is like. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> so they're not on Earth. They're like on some... They're they're a life support system. That's it. They're okay. they're like I can't tell I guess they are the size of blood cells is the implication. Oh. oh. Or even oh. smaller. Osmosis Jones style. Um That's silly. Oh. It oh. is silly. I don't really know why they did it. It was very strange. Um <laughs> That oh. But uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the main thing I think <laughs> It's fine. It was to... fine. Is again again I want to <laughs> Like, again, action week to week was pretty in- in- interesting. I think it had a lot of interesting ideas. It just didn't know what to do with it. It's the right. peak anime I, original curse. My, they don't know what they're doing. They're yeah. just throwing it together. My impression of your description of, like, what their ending is, it's like, yeah, like, the whole thing where it's like, it seems like they're just making it up as they go along. It doesn't sound like this was foreshadowed whatsoever. <laughs> no. said. Like, there no, was it doesn't even make like, sense. Oh, they were... They're actually, yeah, they're actually tall, small or something, or they're, okay. There was nothing, yeah, there was no, yeah. Okay. No. It just, and, and one even worse than that, to drop it. I think, is just leading up to the ending, um, they had this one guy, uh, the main, the main antagonist for all, all intents and purposes, uh, who is the Julius Caesar guy who shoves wine bottles on himself to, mm. to keep him muscular or whatever. Yep. Uh, that guy keeps coming back. It is unreal. It is like too much. <laughs> it is like so. Like episode fourteen, I would say they start to fight him. Right? Mm-hmm. They beat him. Episode sixteen. Episode eighteen, he's back. Episode twenty one, they beat him again. How many t- Episode twenty three, he's man? back. <laughs> yeah, like it's just like. It is ridiculous. Like, it is like, I don't know why. And also because he's not a compelling villain. He's just the type of guy who just shows up. He doesn't have any motivations of his own. He's just like, I love God. I'm going to fight because God. And it was just like, okay, cool guy. And just him, his his gimmick is just he's very powerful. And that's it. No rhyme or reason for his power. Just he is. And they don't really explain that. But they're ridiculous ending explanations um but yeah that sort of repeated like people coming back and stuff like that is just that's sort of the problem with it i think it's just it's something that i complained about with sword online right where uh he kept bringing back his sword boyfriend like four times in the final season just over and over again and it was like at a certain point he's not even dead like he's just here like right like he's just a magic ghost who hangs out um 
but yeah, I, I was disappointed in this because I was excited for like you know a stupid ass mecha because I'm not I'm not big on the the Gundams of the world. Let's say I'm I'm the girl in the Gone Girl. I'm the I like them just being really stupid and having one person who's really smart being like, "You guys are really stupid. Fuck it, sure, let's go." Like <laughs> that that's the vibes I like. And this delivered on it in some senses, but it just it didn't have a cohesive idea of what it wanted to be. Um, and then um, here's three other endings, just really quick, because I won't go in as far detail as those. Uh, so the spider isekai ending got delayed. Um, oh, yeah, I, I wasn't. I'm not because I don't know yeah. if you saw episode 23, but yeah, that looked, that it was looked pretty awful. bad. Yeah, really bad. Oh, yeah. It was like one of the worst episodes <laughs> of an anime I had seen in a while. Um, oh my god! So they they addressed that. Um, okay. They they talked about how, due to COVID stuff flaring up in Japan again as yep. they were finishing their production. Um, since they work primarily with Chinese studios for that, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, their whole like, like, the communication broke down for a long period of time, and then when they finally got the work for episode twenty three, it was so bad. Like, yeah. as you've seen, but they didn't have enough time. So they just ran with episode 23. And obviously, re- response wasn't positive. Reception was not good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So okay. they redid episode 24. It looks all right. It looks totally fine. Uh, Things are sort of set up now in that, as it were. But I don't know if they're going to do another season of it. I thought it was good. I, I liked the whole series as a whole quite a bit. Um. And I like where it's going, but it just sort of ends randomly. <laughs> uh, which uh, also, this is mainly because the manga isn't very far along. Shadows House also ended with an anime original art. Yeah, that was that was an, uh, to me. Some people were fine with it, and I and I'm like, I, as someone who does not even read the manga, I was like, what is that? What was? What did I see? Yeah, I was very confused. It, it built up in a very confused way. I do not understand what happened. I did not like it. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. It's just like, it just was really like, by the numbers, like, why is this happening? Where's the motivations happening for it? it? Just, um, it feels it like they're just trying to shit. accelerate yeah. to a big climax at the end. Yeah. In a show that seems to just be slow burns, I'm going to be real with you. Like, yeah. that seems to be the conceit of the show, is yeah. it's very slow. It just made up shit last so. minute to end it. Um. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm not into this, so. and nothing was resolved by it. Like, right, like no, nothing happened. No, it just happened. ended in a weird like, way. Yeah, they basically retread ground. Um, yeah, yeah, it was just really unnecessary. Um, speaking of unnecessary, the world ends with you anime uh, uh, ended, and that 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 adaptation as a whole, I think, is fine. I think it works best if you're a lapsed Twewi fan, which you better be because that game came out 13 years ago. What am I going to say? Wait, you want me to say the world ends with you again? No, No, Twewi. Come on. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it works best if like you played Twewi when it was like new and then you were like, damn, I liked that. Let me remember what that is before the game comes out. I think that's the best use case for this. Yeah. Um, if you're a new person, I feel like it's probably not as compelling. Uh, obviously, yeah. they're condensing a like 40-hour video game to like six hours. So uh-huh. if that, 
So a lot's lost. A lot of the personality of the world is lost. Again, in terms of animation, it was still spot on. They nailed it, I think. Uh, completely on model. Looked really good. But um, there was this really weird thing where the last episode, um, they just so, they sort of reworked the ending in a way that was like, okay, it lacked a bit more of the imagery that the game had, but it was fine. But then they just have two characters stand on a roof and explain every single subtext event that happened in the entire show to each other, like to the audience or whatever <laughs> as a back and forth. And I was just like, what? Like, really? <laughs> like, dead serious. It is just this one guy going, so all the way back in episode two, when this thing happened, that was you, wasn't it? And then he goes, ha. Huh. Maybe, but that's hardly fair because in episode four, you did this and stuff like that. It's just like, God damn, like no confidence. Like, did you just need to fill for time or what? Like, what is this? Uh, it was really weird. It was also just disappointing because I think like obviously Kingdom Hearts and most Nomura works thrive on their ambiguity, right? Their vagueness, yeah. their, their, their mystery. Um mm-hmm. And to have two characters just to say everything, it just feels like. Yeah. It's like a YouTuber video. That's what it felt like. <laughs> kind of like uh, it was just unnecessary. Why Tawooey um, still stands up today. Yeah, like that's exactly what it With was the like. Thumbnail it was just like the, the hidden su- depth of Tawooey. <laughs> like that was the ending. Like, and truly, like... the world ends with you. So actually, that reminds me, a thing that I really liked about the anime itself, since obviously it's subbed, right? Um, I think there is a dub with the, you know, game voice actors. But um, the the, uh, Japanese title, um, It's a Wonderful Life or whatever I think it is, Mm -hmm. or What a Wonderful World, I believe, Subarashi Sekai something anyway that they say that so much um they say both of the the titles a lot in that and it was just like i was thinking like oh that's an angle of the game that i hadn't thought about because i believe the localization pretty much removed a lot of when they said that yeah Mm -hmm. um so it was cool to see that thematic really oh yeah this is where the title is in the japanese i think they'd made a good choice in making the it the world ends with you for the english title i think that's a really you know that's a strong title and yeah. uh it's also just like really effective for what the game's themes are but it is interesting to see that other angle of hey this also works for the game's themes just from another perspective um yeah i'm really excited for the game <laughs> i just want to play the game now <laughs> yeah pretty excited uh so i guess that was their goal mission accomplished right that was uh that's probably what they wanted Mm-hmm. Um, but now I've prolonged it enough, John. Yes. <laughs> How wonderful is uh, that egg? Uh, it was fucking putrid. It was legitimately <laughs> one of the worst endings to anything I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was offensive on multiple angles. It was poorly animated, which, you know, I want to be understanding because of COVID, but you know. Part of Wonder Egg's appeal was that it was well animated, and now it is not that. Uh, It it lost the one good thing it had! (laughs) Yeah, 
It was <laughs> they needed Twitter animators. Yeah, they fucking hired yeah. people off of Twitter, which you know I don't want to talk shit. You know, it's good to. You know, if you're a talented animator and you're getting picked up for your work, that's one thing. But they're just randomly grabbing someone without any kind of, like, training or fucking anything. They're just like, all right, you're making this show now. Bye. Because we don't have enough time or, you know, we don't want to we don't want to put effort into this. Because they had, like, other shows. Like, there's other shows coming out this season. They have, like, movies they're working on. I think they, they did, like, a music video recently. They're not working on this shit. They didn't wrap fucking anything up, even. They just threw in more shit. So, oh my god. Alright, I'm... I'm just gonna run through this, alright? And y'all can fucking stop me. But, alright, so this was a... 40 minute long whatever you know this is like 45 minutes long first half of it was a recap which if you pointed this out rose one sixth of this show is recap yeah an original anime too original anime is one sixth recap again i want to be understanding covid but still holy shit this is like it's one of those things where you just wish that it they just didn't do it. They just waited. Like shit is bad right now. Yes, I get it. You don't have to crap out something, you know? Like take time. Anyway. One of the first things they start off with is they explain What's going on with all the girls that come back? It turns out that they all come back. The the girls that killed themselves, they came back. But they don't remember the person who saved them. So that is, like, the twist there. It's just like, ah, okay. They have to... The girls have to live with bringing back the person they care about, but that person doesn't know them anymore. Which, you know, whatever. That's fine. But then they also decide to explain why uh, uh, Koito, the the girl, um, the the main girl's friend, uh, why she killed herself. She didn't actually kill herself. What she was doing, and I'm, I, 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 I guess, I guess a little, a little trigger warning here for everybody. Uh, her whole thing was that she would just go from school to school, uh, perpetuate false rape accusations for teachers, and then leave. Hmm. And so that was her. She was she was fucking around on uh, on the school roof, uh, and that was what was up with the the teacher. The 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 the, the that was the whole thing. What? She was trying to blackmail him. <laughs> yeah. What the. Oh, uh, oh, oh no! Cancel culture has gone too far. That's, <laughs> that's right. Saying that oh, no. she's oh my ooh. fucking god! That's ooh, ooh. that's really bad. Um, it's really that bad because that also does not align at all with like the weird relationship I had with that teacher. There was like a lot of strange interactions too with him, like directly with her, her mom. Yeah. Like there was, the there, entire... were, there were, there, 
So then it's like, what? Oh, by the way, that's a lie. That did, but then that does not align with what he actually is seems to be doing. That's yeah, really. really that's I mean, really frustrating. You know, wow. Okay. They they could they could just because he's the one who talks about it. So that yeah. could be like that could be them trying to be like, oh, maybe he's lying. But it's not like they show any kind of different take on it. They just show that as the truth. Yeah. So, what the fuck am I supposed to take from that? It's fucking rancid. It's fucking rancid. So, and then, the next thing that is fucking insane that they just throw in there, Nehru is suddenly revealed to be an AI. Hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. But she was Doesn't established as... As a test with tube her baby. backstory, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, more? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fucking say because it's just bad. It's just fucking bad. Okay. They just randomly they throw that in it. there. Okay. They, yeah, and then fucking like fr- like they don't they don't go into the shit with Frill. They don't touch that at all. They don't do anything with the, like, bug girls or whatever the fuck. It's not like there's any more combat or whatever. It's just fucking... I just, like, blows everybody off. She specifically blows off Nehru. Um, and then, like, regrets it? And then at the end of it, she comes back and starts, like, opening up eggs again. For some reason. For no reason. I guess to try to get Nehru back, because Nehru, like, vanishes. I don't know if she, like, deletes herself. Or I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Momoe and Rika are just, like, gone. They don't, they don't like, exist. In, I mean, they're there, but they don't fucking... Noth- nothing about them matters. They don't do anything with them. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. It is fucking horrible. Like... I don't know. I would like I was laughing about it, you know. I was just laughing about it. I feel bad laughing about it now cuz it was just bad and offensive. Like it, I was just like I was defending I I was like fucking saving myself from thinking about this too hard. Cuz it's just rancid. It's legit one of the worst things that like they really took this like neat premise with like seven episodes eight episodes of like really good build-up really good character dynamics and they just flushed it all down the toilet it's just it is so horrible and it absolutely is the writer's fault like it is that writer's fault like like rose you it's on brand yeah (laughs) yeah exactly like you talking about that writer's like manga and all that this guy very much i don't like i don't know if it's like like i don't know i there has to be a reason for this because i i feel like it's not just i i know i might be i might be being too forgiving but just from from wonder egg priority after watching that whole thing I feel like it's less negligence and more just complete and utter, just, just 
buffoonery. It is just, you want to make this have so many twists, and you want to handle this... I feel like this, this writer wants to cover these hard topics, but does not know how to, and is just being given carte blanche to do it, because nobody else wants to do those kinds of things, and is just so bad at it that it loops back around to being just hideously offensive every time. Like, I don't, it's, it's so fucking bad. Like, this, this dude should not be allowed to work anymore in this fucking industry. Like, this guy is just so bad at what he does that it is offensive. Like, the term offensively bad was made for this alt writer. Like, like, f- fucking pick a new job. Do something else with your life. Stop writing. Please stop writing. <laughs> I hope that I, it seems like the overwhelming public opinion has been that it was bad as well. So I mean, that's good yeah. to hear. I I just don't understand why people why someone would use their platform so consistently to do these things. I think between that bad manga I read and this in general, like the idea of in the modern era to play into that idea, like certainly yes, there can be you know that sort of false accusation angle, right? That is a thing that happens sometimes, but utilizing it on a public platform like that, expressing it in that way to me just feels vastly irresponsible. It, it feels is. like basically just like being like, you know, yeah, it could happen. It could happen, you know, like, and using it I, as a twist when you've been setting this, like the whole thing was that, it is just for a cheap twist. It is, oh man, they've made this guy out to be creepy this entire show. And right at the end they go, no, actually, he's actually really nice. It was a high schooler who was being evil. And then she died on accident. Isn't that weird? Maybe she deserved to die. Maybe that's what, that, that that's kind of what they're asking right now. That's kind of what they're saying. Maybe she deserved to die because she was constantly fucking around with all these men. And she was just trying to get her jollies by hurting all these men realistic character a 16 year old girl who switches high schools all the time to do right. this no Very realistic to character do. that Very is to totally do. viable to happen yeah just fucking insane this, this, like I'm, yeah. I'm even trying to think of like devil's advocate here to an extent but i'm like trying to think of a way in which they could do that storyline but more viably like you know like I feel like a more interesting way could have been like, they could have been like, Hey, she's, she is doing it in this case because she feels uncomfortable not having enough attention or something. She's a teen. Teens are like that. And if she just like, she did that and then she got over her head and then like freaked out about it or something. And that made her fall off or whatever. I feel like even that would have been more interesting, right? Like that it would still be bad, but you'd get what they were going for. Like, this I idea guess. of society pressures a woman to do the, whatever you know, like. I mean, it's still I mean, be it, bad. I'm just saying, like, there's no thought in this. Is what I, I mean. It wasn't so- this is- in this scenario. It wasn't society that was killing girls anyway. It was a fucking sixteen year old AI that wanted to fuck her dads. I like, know. <laughs> no, I know that was already <laughs> where they lost the plot. I just, I just <laughs> mean like the original conceit they were going with that it seemed like they were going with for the early episodes. Right. Like, yeah, 
this it is felt just like that com- was where they were going with it. A complete yeah. fucking disaster up and down. Like, what a shit show. I, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I'm glad I watched it because I like that I have a good basis for, like, what a real shit anime is, like, what a really awful story is here. But, like, man, what a f- disappointment. Like, I just remember, like, when this came out, you know, walking around, like, being like, ah, yes, they are walking this tightrope and they're doing it. Like, I explicitly remember is saying that, like, this is them walking a tightrope. And as long as they stay on this path, they will make it to the other side. And they hit that point where they they didn't just slip off the tightrope. They turned right and walked off that tightrope. And episode 13 is like the ambulance that was driving them to the hospital crashing and blowing up. Like, that was what happened there. <laughs> it was just a complete disaster. Well, we're free now. It's fine. We don't we have are. to think about Wonder Egg ever again. It's until done. this guy probably gets another work for some reason. Until uh, until know. we talk about stuff at the end of the year. <laughs> uh, That's true. Looking back. That's true. Yeah. Um. All right. I, I don't want to go too, too long here. So I was going to say, Maverick, do you want to finish up with anything before? Actually, yeah. I'll do Maverick and then LV's one thing that I think we should definitely talk about. Uh, the mug show, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, is there anything you'd like to talk about, man? Uh, you know, just quickly highlighting if you wanted a sports show, backflip settles that niche. It's getting a movie, so be on the lookout for it. In uh-huh. terms of um itching or scratching niches, um, I killed slimes for three hundred <laughs> years and maxed out my level. Surprisingly, came in as a filler of these like Eurocamp voids that I was left with. Or, yeah, this void that Eurocamp left when it finished up. In terms of in terms of something that was, like, cozy and convenient to come back to. And, I don't know, I feel like it was definitely easy to sell. It's like, oh, yeah, like, Lady gets a harem and, you know, everybody just falls in love with her. I appreciated they got a little bit further into it where it's like, yeah, you know, she just ultimately raises a commune. And is hell-bent on making sure no one gets overworked. Uh, it was fun. If you're looking at that uh drugstore show, uh, skip that and just watch 300 <laughs> slimes. Ah, I can attest to that as well, and it was it was enjoyable. Obviously, I had my problems with its weird, non-committal, gay stuff that yeah. was really yeah. just weird more than anything. Just strange more than offensive or the anything. Moment, just the just strange. They, the moment that demon girl was added, and every all hell broke loose with the horny stuff. <laughs> Like, I thought that it was great to create this nightmare character who had just read <laughs> Citrus, and that's their idea yes. of what relationships yeah. are. I think but, my only problem yeah. with the show is that it should not have been. It does not feel that way. There was no reason for that premise. I was, unless I'm wrong, yeah. it happens later on. No, I mean like, the overworking part, right? That that leads yeah. to her like ideology, but, but yeah, like, it just feels like a conceit that. to introduce modern ideas into this setting. That yeah, she doesn't really do. Yeah, she doesn't much to like she could have easily been just a regular witch in that world the whole time and there's maybe something happened to her and that yeah like i'm an isolationist witch and i didn't realize i was yeah like yeah i didn't need that extra angle right right like oh so yeah i get you i get you she was wronged or something and now she's 
yeah, I gotta help these gals out and house them. <laughs> I was still, it was still, it was still pretty. Good, yeah, though. it's otherwise yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's just like wow, that fun cast. An element that uh, really, really weird that the blue dragon became like increasingly insane as the show yes. was going on to the yes. point where they made her like she's losing her mind, <laughs> an insane critic brain at one point, and she's just <laughs> saying like absolutely insane shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right, anything else? Or uh, should LV talk about mug shit? I want to <laughs> hear LV shit. go in on these mugs. Oh my god. Okay. I'm going to go in these mugs. So, uh, once again, this is a show that seems to be really, like, selling the idea that this is about, like, a group of girls and doing ceramics. And it doesn't, like, succeed on that at all. <laughs> I personally think. <laughs> um, because, again, I, and I think it's interesting. No, it's interesting and, like, good to show, like, a character that fails upwards constantly. Um, in a way that, like, yeah, makes you want to keep rooting for them no matter how much they fail because that's realistic. And yeah, you gotta you gotta fail many times to to get better and practice at what you're doing. Yeah, again, like just to reiterate, the main character she's just bad at ceramics. She never gets it right. She keeps fucking up. Um, she feels pressure because her late mom was a great ceramics person. That's how her father fell in love with her, and etc. Um, to the point where her mom has made this like amazing monument with her father. Um, and it's just like immortalized around near the town so when she saw it one day it was it so eventually she figures out okay what i can do for like the upcoming big ceramics contest contest she figures out oh i can do a ceramic cushion um um in the end i'm gonna you know, how can i spoil the mug show i'm gonna spoil the mug show uh, <laughs> she does not win the competition at all she wins a participation prize which i think is really funny she basically wins like a like a sculpting set like meant for little little kids it's not for <laughs> Like he has a scalpel and everything. Um But yeah, that's a great message to get across. It's like, yeah, sometimes you just can't win all the time. And her father fucking breaks the ceramic cushion she made. He like he sits down on it and like he just fucks it up and she starts crying, but she's crying happy tears because it's like I can't believe even though I did not like win what I wanted to do, like someone was so touched by what I made anyway that I made it that far and to the point where my father wanted to actually sit on this thing, but he broke it anyway. Um and yeah, that was the mug show, but apparently it's greenlit for another season. Um, so what? that is that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. But anyway, they 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 threw they're doing a, a bomb in here where like they 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 introduced a new character in the last episode. So they introduced this so like again, like it's interesting where and it was very cute where they actually had cameos of like the people they meet in the live action segments in the show itself in this last episode in particular. I thought that was interesting. So I actually don't know when the anime finished production compared to when the live action stuff was um, filmed. So I'll get into the live action stuff because the live action stuff got really unhinged. Um, but one of the judges apparently they threw in this they threw just they just threw this in. One of the judges apparently knew the girl's parents, and he was there when the mom like made like this magnificent sculpture. Um. That yeah, that again is immortalized and is very beautiful apparently because the way it's it's just very beautiful. Um, and when he saw like the girl's like entry, like he was so touched by it that he like was flooded with memories of like like they introduced this guy who has like all this backstory with this this connection with this girl, and then like they just like oh okay, so I guess they're gonna like further explore that in the second season or whatever like further details about her parents and like how deep ceramics runs through their family so yeah um yeah live action segments um 
fucking unhinged. Okay, so like again, I have to say I love the live action seconds more of this show because again, the show did not really stay with me and again did not really build a lot of connection to characters. Again, it's just the actresses hanging out and eating around this town. Um, and just seeing all the shit and being tourists, and it's fine. Um, last time I talked about the mug show, um, I was going into how it was just really strange and funny that they were playing up that it was summer when I don't think it was actually summer. I think it was like a different season and um, you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna have all the actresses like walk around Yukata and like pretend it's a summer festival, but it's not fucking summer. It's fucking raining. And you occasionally see in the background some of the residents of this town, like, you know, again, they censored their faces, but you clearly see them on looking to the to them shooting the stuff. And they're like clearly weirded out. Like, why are these women walking around in the rain in Yukata and it's not summer at all? But all of a sudden, you know, it's a small thing, but all of a sudden the women are like now wearing long sleeves. <laughs> um, and it doesn't hit me until the end of the segment that it's now winter. There was a huge gap of filming in between the last segment we've seen where it was clearly spring or summer. And now it's fucking winter. <laughs> and that was clear now that at some point they had to stop filming because this was around winter 2020 when COVID got really bad in Japan. And they had to resume filming at some point. Um, anyway, in this segment, they're going around. E they're just eating now. They're just testing different restaurants eating now having a cute little food tour. And it was very sweet hearing, like, again, the owners go into their stories of how, like, yeah, like, you know, like, oh, the, the, like, you know, this one guy who's like, the noodles take so long to make. And like, you know, I consider it my art as much as the people around town consider the ceramics. Their, and it was just a very touching speech. But then when that realization hit me, that it's winter in Japan at the height of COVID, oh my gosh, they should not be around all these old people running these restaurants. I'm like, okay, it's nice that they're supporting these businesses because they're probably not getting business at all at this dire time. But they're fucking going around just like interacting with all these old people. I'm like, oh my gosh. At some point they asked like one of the women saying like, oh my gosh, yeah, this restaurant has been over here for like decades. And one of the actresses says like, oh, I hope this restaurant will be he like here forever. And I'm like, oh, not at the rate you're going. Like, you're you're exposing yourself to this old woman here. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> and then, like, yeah, here and often, they're just all indoors. Like, they're all indoors. They're doing stuff where they have to do it indoors because it's cold outside. It's winter. And then, yeah, the last segment, they're, they're, they, just, they just have a cooking contest. And then now, all of a sudden, they're wearing masks. The actresses have not been wearing masks, like, at all in any of the prior prior scenes. I mean, prior segments, too. And it's just it's just really weird to see this evolution of, like, oh, my gosh, COVID is escalated. Now, like, they have to adapt to this. And, like, it's clearly visible in what the actresses are wearing and, like, how much time has passed. Um, at some point, they're revisiting a place they have already gone to before because it's, like, they're picking up these ceramics they made and they probably had to have to wait for it to dry. But one of the actresses just loudly says, like, oh, it's been a long time since we've been here. Like, oh, my gosh, no shit. Like, it's been two seasons since you last visited the studio to pick up your stuff. Because I don't think it takes that long to fire something. Like, no, they, again, it's, there were, like, weird evidence, like, weird bits suggesting they had to, like, stop filming at some point just to finish up these live action segments. And then one of the last things they do is just a cooking contest. At that point, they just stop. They just stop focusing on the town. They're now they're just focused on themselves. They're having a cooking contest. Like, okay. I, <laughs> and but then but then they I make think it, it just speaks. Yeah. Like to I, me that 
like they shouldn't have they made a tourism <laughs> advertisement anime right now maybe like maybe they should have just held off i don't i don't know like but they, they they did they did tie its relevancy back to it where it's like oh okay they're 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 plating the food they made on the stuff they made it's like oh okay that's cute they have a little wrap-up where they're eating dinner together it was a curry contest i was like oh okay this is fun um they have a curry contest and they're eating on the plates they made they're showing them all the stuff they made they're just like oh what was your favorite moment you know that they were just wrapping it up they're just wrapping like what was your favorite moment and them like getting all the gifts and stuff they bought in the town but it was just like wow this show is a weird like the show evolved the live action part of the show evolved into a weird timeline of like how covid escalating in japan and i think it also exemplified their weird ways of adapting their um like again like i'm not one who watches like a lot of the live action variety shows but unfortunately this is not just an issue with this anime in particular but i'm sure this is what has happened with a lot of their live action entertainment for some reason they're like no we just gotta keep doing what we're doing you gotta make sure these celebrities are still you know it's just like oh god why did they oh man it was just it just became very apparent once that realization hits you um, but yeah, this show's getting a second season because yeah, with COVID getting bad again in Japan and spiking again, COVID's still going on. It's still apparent. It's still happening. There's still a pandemic everywhere. Some people still did not get their vaccinations, even though they want them. Um, they're getting a second season of the show because I, I'm sure that town certainly needs more tourism if businesses <laughs> are not doing great. Is this like, like their whole budget? It's just the show for tourism. Like they just I, yeah. draw it up. There's like, yeah, getting... I don't know. I don't know if I, I might watch it just because I'm curious if they're going to do something with that <laughs> weird character they introduced at the end. They just threw in like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, but I'm very curious if they're going to still have live action segments. That's also another thing. I'm like, are they going to still do this? Like, I, yeah. I mean, I feel like by the time they film it, it might be, I, I actually, yeah, actually, I don't know. Anything could happen, but yeah, what a strange show. I did not expect it to go that way. <laughs> But yeah, it wasn't. It didn't really hit me in terms of like the actual anime at all. But the live action segments is like, ooh, this is that. That was just interesting to see across time. But yeah, not not a strong, not a strong. Oh, niche club run by no. It's just it, it wasn't that strong on that front. It's definitely not something. Barely learned anything about ceramics. I would say, um, <laughs> yeah. Because again, the whole issue was the main character just sucked, and we did. I I don't know. I wasn't learning from her mistakes. There was so. no like arc. There was no arc. Yeah. She just kept failing. Um, well, that they're saving that for the second season. They're saving that for the second season. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm gonna cut us off there for now. Um, I mean, unless you want to do a quick little aside about Chainsaw Man, John. I know you you just read that. I don't know if you'll have those fresh thoughts. I mean, I blew through it all in one night. <laughs> Yeah, I did that too. It was really good. I'm not going to say, because you know what? I'll just talk about it when we watch the anime, but I liked it a lot. So I am looking forward to the anime a whole lot. I am as well. Hopefully that stuff with Mafa can actually, maybe something can actually happen that's good and not bad. (laughs) Maybe. It doesn't look like it, but who knows? I don't know about that. Um. All right. Uh, should I just do our ending bit then? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Or... All right. Um. So, uh, next up, our next anime that we're gonna watch is um. So, you know us. We're horrible. 
<laughs> we love to do gimmicks for our episode 69s of things. Um, so this time around, we're, we decided to go with watching Panty and Stocking and Garter Belt. Uh, you know, because what better encapsulates that the concept of 69 <laughs> than that show? I agree. Um, it's only so we're watching just the 13 episodes, right? Yeah. Um, yep. And that's going to be on Funimation mm. out there. There's probably other places you can find it, but Funimation is the place to find it. I believe you can watch it for free. So, mm. um, yeah, just check that out. Uh, that'll be in a month this time around. Not our extended schedule. <laughs> we'll be back on the track mm-hmm. once again, I think. I think another episode in two weeks and then two weeks after that. Um but yeah, uh awesome. Um as always, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com/vgcc. $3 a month gets you all of our episodes one week in advance and uh if it's a normal show, stuff like LV show notes that she started to do. Uh, <laughs> really great stuff to check out. Um and uh i can't yeah, wait to I see guess. i can't wait to see all these show notes the and stocking yeah. I, yeah it's been a while since i've seen this show um so i i've not done multiple so this will be this will be... yeah I, I remember uh, watching it uh when it came out and i was in like yeah definitely like sixth grade so I feel like that was the best time to watch panty and stocking but now that i am an adult I will see how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. It would be interesting to see how the perspective is. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all for joining me, as always. Um, I appreciate you all dealing with an extra week of podcast for us to get caught back up. Um, I think we, we got it under control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, See y'all next time on another episode of Unlimited Railworks. Bye. Right before the sunrise, one thing is in my mind. Need to take the stress and throw it all away. Feelings to discover, knowing undercover what it is you really mean to me.